0: you've hit the nail on the head because once if you're not reducing your carbohydrates and your simple sugars then your insulin levels are not coming down and yet if you're going to go on a low-fat diet and fat has so little influence on insulin production no wonder everybody's finding it hard and failing so you know no wonder because it's just not and then you're told You better eat five or six times a day. I hear that type of information given to some of my clients at work, you know, that people come in and, oh, no, I have to snack. Oh, I have to. Well, every time you snack, more insulin is brought into your body.
1: This is the Diabetes Freedom Podcast, proudly brought to you by Purinutrients.com the Type 2 Diabetes Specialists. Here we discuss the latest science to treat, prevent and reverse Type 2 Diabetes naturally so you can reclaim your health for a long, healthy and happy life. Welcome everybody, Pura Nutrients Diabetes Freedom, Pat Ridley and Suzanne Ridley here once again. This is Episode 12 on the podcast. And this is the second addition to the Crush Your Cravings series. So the first uh, episode of this series, we focused on dopamine and how it creates those sugar and carb cravings. But this episode, we'll be focusing on the insatiable hunger. Why do people continually feel hungry, even though they may have eaten a large meal? And this is all coming back to what's known as leptin resistance
0: that's right patrick and this is why so many diets fail and people feel so guilty i haven't got self-control look at me you know i'm fat again i'm all this type of awful um what's being on a round you know merry-go-round that you just can't get off and you feel you've got no control and and it's really terrible and The fact is it's because we don't really understand what's going on and it's it's not as simple as just not eating as much food. That calorie idea of reducing calories, it's been tried for decades and it doesn't work. People inevitably put that weight back on and then they feel bad about themselves again. Back on that merry-go-round, off we go again. What's the yo-yo diet? Yeah, the yo-yo diet. So we're here to, you know, to make you feel good about it, to let you understand what's going on, to give you the tools that we can get you off that merry-go-round. We can get you understanding what in the hell's going on here. Why am I failing even though you're really not? Okay, so
1: I guess the first thing to talk about is, you know, like what is leptin, what, what's its role, and, and then how does this resistance start?
0: Okay, so what we're going to look at, leptin is a hormone, and it's a hormone that is produced by your fat cells. So let's look at what goes on when you eat. So when you eat, you know that insulin is released from your pancreas, and that's to deal with any the blood sugar that rises and moving it into into the cells and into the liver. You know all about that. So when that happens and it moves fat into the fat cells those fat cells expand and they, they release a hormone called leptin. Now this leptin travels through the bloodstream into the brain, into the hypothalamus in the brain, and it says to the brain, hey, you know, we've had enough to eat here, we're getting fat. And so the brain then goes, okay, I'll, you know, I'll reduce the appetite. So the appetite is reduced, the person's not eating as much, the insulin levels go down and the body is able to then utilise the food sources, you know, that's the, the food that's been stored and utilise that as energy. Can you hear it's whistling? It's the birds. Oh, was it? It's a bird. It sounded like Jack was whistling. Can you hear it? It's a beautiful bird. Oh, that's cool. I love that bird. I don't know what it is, but he whistles every morning. You have to cut it out. So this is, you know, in a harmonious body, in the ideal setting, this is what's going on. And it's the balance between the insulin and the leptin. It's it's like they're having a, a little fight with each other, I suppose, and it's the balance between the insulin and the leptin that keeps you at your set body weight. And we all have this set body weight. It's where our bodies are comfortable. It's what, you know, um, it's where you see somebody and you go, gosh, look at that person. It doesn't seem to matter what they eat. They always seem to stay slim. You know, this is where your genetics are coming in as well. But that's their set body weight. And it's this set body weight that changes over a period of time. And it can be ever so slowly. You know, you might be g- gaining um, a pound, which is, half a kilo every year, but over a period of time with that body set weight going up, you're putting on the weight and it's because of your imbalance between your insulin and your leptin and that's all to do with how you're eating, how you're living.
1: Yeah, and like in in your book you do focus on that hormonal imbalance. So, of course, with diabetes we talk about insulin resistance, so that's like an imbalance of, of insulin. But now we can see that there's an imbalance of leptin as well. So we've got leptin resistance, we're still feeling hungry, we've got insulin resistance, the body's not responding to insulin. So you can see with these two together how weight gain really can just snowball and get out of control. And then of course, like as we spoke of before, we've got that, that dopamine down regulation. So we're craving these sugary and carby foods. And then on top of it, like you pointed out, people start to look at themselves and say, Well, I'm a failure. Why can't I, you know, stick to this new healthy lifestyle? Look at everybody else. How can they do it? And I can't. And and it's it's not because of that person's own willpower, which I will get into in a moment, it's because the brain and the body. Are programmed this way and they're working against us because its whole purpose is survival, which is what we spoke about in the, the first
0: Crush Your Cravings episode. And Patrick, could I point out to you, too, and to everybody, that this is why your calorie diet, calorie reduced diets fail. Calorie reduced diets are telling you that a calorie is a calorie. The sugar industry would love you to believe that that if you go and have, um, you know, a, a, a sugar-laden drink, looking at the calories of that is the same as the same amount of calories in, in vegetables. Common sense tells you that is not, not the same. But if the calorie model was correct, that would be the same, but it's not. So why does that calorie model fail? It fails because it doesn't recognise the role of insulin and just working on the calorie model does not reduce your insulin levels. If you're not getting control of your insulin, you're not getting control of your leptin. And as we know about leptin, um, insulin resistance developing, well, leptin resistance develops just the same. The brain can't respond to the levels. And why does that happen? Because we have elevated levels of both hormones. So when you keep getting extra levels of hormones, resistance develops yeah and further
1: to the calorie counting model like why that's flawed is because of you know homeostasis so the body doesn't know, again it's just about survival if you start reducing calories yeah you will lose weight at the very beginning but then the body will say oh hey i don't want to lose all this weight so rapidly so then it makes these changes so It will then uh, decrease the body's energy expenditure. Your body actually becomes more efficient. The muscles become more efficient. And then you don't need as many, uh, you don't burn as many calories. So you could be going to the gym doing a workout and you actually will not be burning as many as before. And then another way it does this, it actually will start to increase your your ghrelin, which is one of the, the hunger hormones. So it will increase your appetite. It's like, go out and eat more food, Patrick, because you're cutting all these calories. Why are you doing this? And that has been proven on so many studies. It's just not funny. Yet, we still see the vast majority of dieters undertaking a calorie counting uh, approach alongside the low-fat bloody big fat lie because that's what it is It's the sugar industry pointing the finger at fat creating a smoke screen so you keep eating your chocolate and you think you're doing really really well because yeah you know, on the packet it says 98% fat free but have how much sugar is in there so yeah don't get me
0: <laughs> don't get me started on that one yeah i know we're both quite passionate about this topic but you know you you've hit the nail on the head because once sh- If you're not reducing your carbohydrates and your simple sugars, then your insulin levels are not coming down. And yet if you're going to go on a low-fat diet and fat has so little influence on insulin production, no wonder everybody's finding it hard and failing. So, you know, no wonder because it's just not. And then you're told. You better eat five or six times a day. I hear that type of information given to my, some of my clients at work. You know that people come in and oh no, I have to snack. Oh, I have to. Well, every time you snack, more insulin is brought into your body.
1: Yeah, well, and that that comes again from that the the misunderstanding of of what type two diabetes actually is. Exactly. So you know, you'll hear people talking about the receptors on the cells being all gummed up and then the sugar can't get into the cells so it's deprived, it's depleted. So quick, create more um, insulin and and have lots more sugar by snacking all day long, you know, the grazing model, and that way we can get more sugar in. But we do know that that's not true. Those cells are jam-packed with sugar, so it's the opposite, we have too much sugar. And how do we know this? We know this because we are putting on weight. And to put on weight, to create fat, we need that sugar. It is the substrate that is absolutely necessary to create uh, the fat through de novo lipogenesis in the liver. So if if we didn't have all that sugar in the cells, then how could we be putting on that weight? That's what we see with type 1 diabetes you remember that that young girl? They had that photo of that girl who yeah. was type one, and I think she was the first person they used for insulin injections. Or very like that. early, in that. something yeah. along those lines. And they had that photo of her. It's so heartbreaking to see. She's just malnourished. She's depl- like, she looks like a skeleton, and that's because the body can't utilise. sugar so in that instance sugar is not going in the cells and that is what you see that you see them being like you know like just emaciated
0: but they, they ultimately died yeah
1: but then the opposite is if you have all that sugar going in then you become overweight and this is what we're seeing this is the hallmark of type 2 diabetes insulin resistance um internal visceral fat and behind the scenes we've got leptin resistance and you know a plethora of a hormonal imbalance so okay we've we've hit the nail on the head with that but people are probably asking themselves well then
0: okay that's all great but what do i do like how do i address this and you know the interesting part it seems to come back to the same old story you know as a society we've most you know obesity is a massive problem and it's come about because of the change in the way we eat and our lifestyle so you can feel really empowered in the fact that you do have control over these hormones you just have to know what to do and it does come back to the same story you know get rid of the sugar out of your diet stop eating highly processed foods you've got to Adopt a diet that is going to lower your insulin levels because for as long as your insulin levels are high, then leptin is going to be, you know, is going to be affected and you're going to be leptin-resistant. So we need to get the insulin levels down. The things that will do that, as we were saying, get rid of the sugar, get rid of that refined, processed diet. You know, 70% of the food that are in the supermarkets, unfortunately, packaged, canned foods that are just, you know, full of um, non-nutritious foods that are just spiking your insulin all the time. And, of course, the
1: frequency of eating.
0: Oh, that's so important. Absolutely.
1: What we mean by that is, you know, just cutting out the snacks, so... Yeah, the three meals a day and three look, meals a day. It is okay every now and then to have you know morning tea or an afternoon tea, but just don't Absolutely make not. it. Just don't make it all the time, um, especially in this transition period. Because you know what, if you let's not say if you when you reverse diabetes, then it is okay to now have morning tea and afternoon tea. Let's just look at the types of foods that we're consuming. So if you're having, like, hummus with carrot sticks as a morning tea, you know, every now and then, that's not going to send you back into diabetes.
0: And I think what is the thing is, every now and then, that is really important. You know, you know, you will get used to only eating three meals a day with no snacks and time restricted feeding, keeping that window of eating, you know, 12 hours should be a maximum time window of eating. Starting at 7 in the morning, finish no later than 7 p.m. Ideally bringing that into 10 hours, even 8 hours. And you know why now, because every time you eat, insulin is released and it gets into that loop. Insulin, food gets, you know, fat gets absorbed, leptin gets released. Leptin goes to the brain and says, I've had enough. Appetite is then decreased and, then, and the food you've been eating is utilised as energy. That's the loop you want. To get that, you have to eat the proper food. You have to time when you're eating. Don't overeat. And once we get that leptin working again, your appetite is going to reduce. That's the whole thing. It'll take time, but it's gonna to work.
1: To really make it work long term, again it comes back to your planning. And like, you know, I yes, see yeah. the the main reason why people Well sorry, there's two main reasons why people find it hard and, and quote unquote fail. It's because one, the the brain is working against us and we don't understand that and we blame ourselves, and then two People are not uh, planning out their day so that they can say, right, normally at around 10.30, I have all these cravings um, kick in and I would succumb to that. And then there we go around that merry-go-round that you've been talking about. Instead, when we make a plan, we can say, instead of sitting at my computer at work, doing that at 10.30 snacking, I'm going to stand up, I'm going to drink a glass of water, I'm going to walk outside and do 10 minutes of meditation and mindfulness and reinforce all the good things that I'm doing and recognizing that by doing this one step, I am walking down that path to to success. And this is a very important part. People overlook and they think, oh, that's woo-woo, that's not going to work. No, it does work because by doing it, you're not uh, succumbing to the, to the dopamine um, cravings and you are telling yourself that you are succeeding instead of um, identifying as somebody who fails because people will come into a new healthy lifestyle already defeated because they identify as somebody who has failed continually and this is yet just another attempt. Instead, let's let's reframe it and change it as I have, in the past, learned not how to do things. And although I, I'm not happy that those things happened, at least I know that they do not work. Now, I'm going to try something different and I'm going to follow what Suzanne and Patrick said and then I'm going to plan out my day and I'm going to tick it off gleefully each little step and feel good about it and then you will notice that it becomes easier and it becomes enjoyable because it needs to be enjoyable otherwise you know if you're eating celery sticks and drinking carrot carrot juice for the rest of your life you unless you really love just those things you're not really going to be happy. Yeah, and yeah, you know, I don't advise just eating those things. That's an example, of course, but you really need to enjoy this new lifestyle because then it becomes a breeze. You enjoy you enjoy your foods. I enjoy I enjoy my foods. I love them.
0: Yeah, I do. I'm I'm lucky that I'm a person who naturally likes good food. You know, I'm I'm just lucky. I, I don't crave sugars. I don't drink sugary type drinks, and I have the genes that keep me slim anyway and we have to recognize that it's not the same for everybody some of us put on weight very easily and some of us don't and you know so it and it definitely is harder for those who put on weight easily they do have to be more disciplined but you know the the goal the results are there for them um so I'm just going to brief another thing I will just mention to you, what are the things that increase leptin? Right, well, we know it's high insulin, but we also know that it's um, high triglycerides, which is one of the body fats. And we also know that it's increased inflammation in the body. And we've talked about that a lot. See, the same things keep coming up. So your triglycerides go up when you're When the fat in your liver goes up and the fat in your liver goes up because you've got insulin resistance and it's just jamming the fat in there and it's packaging it out and it's coming out as triglycerides and that's increasing your leptin.
1: And also when you mentioned uh, inflammation, that is another contributor to leptin resistance. They've shown that 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 is another player. I think that there is so many different factors that are all playing, but we've got to just look past the complexity and just go, it's really just these one, two, three steps, you know, and and that will make you feel much more confident.
0: And it makes you feel like you can really do something about it. But I won't leave inflammation hanging there because people are going to go, well, what the hell do I do about inflammation? Well, the inflammation is coming from the diet that you're eating. And it's also coming from your intestinal gut wall. So that needs to be intact. If it's not, then products from bacteria are getting in and they are increasing inflammation. And there has been a direct link shown between those products of bacteria coming in and an increase in the visceral fat, the fat around the middle. And that fat around the middle we know is involved with. Obesity and type 2 diabetes. So it's all linked, you know. And of course, we know that obesity, when you're obese, those cells, they're not just fat cells sitting there. They're signaling and they actually produce inflammatory mediators.
1: Yeah, they're active.
0: They're active. So I think um, we've
1: covered a lot. And yeah. this, like this, alongside the, the first crush your cravings. Uh, episode work well building up to the next uh, episode where I want to give like real steps so we've talked a lot about you know like uh, why it's important and like and what happens and what we should be doing but let's talk about the how next uh, episode because this is really what you need I find a lot of health coaches focus on what they go this is what to eat this is what you should do but then in the real world, how do you actually do that ongoing so it becomes becomes your, your new healthy life? People can do it for one, two days or maybe one or two weeks, but you'll find a lot of the people fall off and they go back to the convenience foods because life is hectic. You've got kids, you've got work, you've got um, you know, bills you've got to pay and, you, and you're not happy with the way you look you know, and something happens in your life and it triggers you. This is the battle that we're faced with. So next episode, I'm going to take everybody through a planning session that I do in our Diabetes Recovery Program and with clients. So tune in for that, and I'll give you some real, like, some real powerful, actionable uh, steps that you can implement. So I'll see you then. Goodbye to everybody. Have a good one, Sue. I'll speak to you later.
0: Okay. Bye, Bye,
1: this is the diabetes freedom podcast proudly brought to you by purenutrients.com the type 2 diabetes specialists here we discuss the latest science to treat prevent and reverse type 2 diabetes naturally so you can reclaim your health for a long healthy and happy life